Good morning, and thank you for enjoying it with a six-pack, the Scotty Six-Pack, your one-stop shop for all things Wisconsin sports. I am your host, Kedrick Stumbrus. You can find me on the website, formerly known as Twitter, at Kedrick Stumbrus, and follow the podcast at Scotty Six-Pack to get the latest updates, takes, thoughts, musings as it comes to all of your favorite Wisconsin sports teams. We are welcoming back in this episode a very special guest who we had at the very beginning of the NFL season. That uh, is one Sam Jamini of the Puckworms and Snap the Pigskin podcast. If you are watching on YouTube, which I hope you are, hit the subscribe button. You can see Sam's face on it. Uh, it's one of the best benefits. Um, Sam, thank you for coming back. Good to talk to you again after uh, I was on your show last time. Yeah, yeah, appreciate it. Uh, always, always fun to chat about uh, about the NFL. Thanks for asking me back. Wasn't sure if I was going to be asked back after uh, after how I I really um, I really uh, did a number on you uh, at, when you weren't there to defend yourself after you you know the week <laughs> after you came on our show. Um, so appreciate you uh, you know having me on um, for sure and uh, looking forward to talking about this game. Um, I wish this. I wish the Bears were involved in the playoff picture but um even without that this is still a very interesting game that it is going to get the number one cbs crew on sunday afternoon so should be exciting yeah. the the rare cbs nfc game and yeah interesting wasn't oh no this was a fox game in week one yeah but the packers got cbs treatment like i remember because greg game. olson was like freaking out about how jordan love is the greatest quarterback of all time during that game yeah uh, well, that, that this is a good segue into how you opened our conversation in week one about the week one game between the Bears and Packers, which was you said this is the first Packers Bears game in my lifetime, which will not feature a Hall of Fame quarterback. To which Tim Robinson would like to ask you, you sure about that? Um, the bar for getting Hall of Fame quarterbacks is pretty low. Um Drew Brees is going to make, not that any of these guys are bad, but like some of them have one Super Bowl ring and no MVPs. Drew Brees is going to make the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but I mean, oh, wait, wait, wait. Drew Brees, make the Hall of Fame. doesn't Drew Brees have like the touchdown passing record or something? Or no, Brady probably broke that eventually, but like. Sure, but he was never the best quarterback when he was yeah. playing. Uh, yeah. Matthew Stafford's going to make the Hall of Fame, but. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> I, is he? Yeah. I, He's going to get yeah. votes. I was listening to another. Uh, show the other day too and they're like russell wilson's gonna get hall of fame votes he might make the hall of fame to which i think that's yeah. absurd because he wasn't even leading the best unit uh when he won a super bowl but um we won't go off on a tangent about <laughs> eli manning and how he doesn't deserve to be in the hall of fame <laughs> we, no we can save that for another time but i think it's an interesting it's an interesting throwaway comment that you gave in week one where I think we're all just assuming the Packers can't do it three times in a row. Now it looks like Green Bay has at least a, a real franchise quarterback. Jordan Love is far from proving himself as a Hall of Famer, but I think it's safe to say he's going to get a contract extension in Green Bay. Uh, I I assume that's going to happen this offseason. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. Um, they got they got a guy, and now that guy has brought the Packers to the same position that they were in last year with the last guy where it is win and in. And 
for those keeping track at home, the Packers have defeated the Bears in nine straight meetings. The last time the Bears beat the Packers, the Bears eliminated Green Bay from playoff contention. So we have come full circle around in like a number of interesting ways. Um, I'm pretty sure the last time before that was at Lambeau Field on Brett Favre night on Thanksgiving. I think that's right, too. I think it's literally been like the only time. I think 2018 was the only time in like the last decade that the Bears have beaten the Packers. Unless there was like a, maybe there was a time when Aaron Rodgers was injured that I forgot about that the Bears won. Um, I feel like there has to be another win in there between because Brett Favre jersey retirement was fall of 2015. Yeah, I think there has to be yeah. something in between 15 and 18, but um. Fun there does not have to. I, I wouldn't say that there has to be. Yes, somebody oh, who's okay. been on the no, losing end true. of all that's of true. those, <laughs> they lose pretty much every time. I just, uh, I, I'm not. I, I, if maybe Aaron Rodgers was injured or something, I don't know. You know, one of those types of games where it was like, uh, <laughs> you know, where some some clown trots out there as the Packers backup quarterback, and and the Bears win that game. But um, um, yeah, it's not been fun in Chicago. Yeah, it depends. But so now we're now we're here, and the the. Beginning of this conversation in week one was, I mean, largely focused on the quarterbacks. And we have a lot of data points about the quarterbacks now coming into the end of this season. And in week one, you had said that fans have a lot of hope about Justin Fields, hoping that he looks a lot better. The narrative all offseason was that Justin Fields is going to take a big step. He's been better, but how are you assessing Justin Fields after this season, or at least through the first 17 weeks of this season? Uh, uh, well, this is all very confusing and, and murky in Chicago right now because of, um, well, I guess, all right, just to answer your question, I, I think good, mostly good or, or better at least. Maybe not fully good, but but definitely better, especially lately, the last... Um, the last six weeks or so, it, I feel like Fields has gradually been getting better. Um, pocket presence has been better this year. Uh, he has made some really impressive throws at, at numerous different points. And I thought his, la his last game that he just uh, played where they blew out Atlanta at Soldier Field, uh, I think that was his best game as a pro. Um, and especially, I mean, passing wise, it was undoubtedly his best game as a pro. He was on time. He threw some unbelievable balls in that game. Um, and he, he made a couple of very nice runs as well. Um, overall, I'm, I'm encouraged by the trajectory that Fields is on. I, I just like the, the, I have no, it is so difficult. This decision, this off season is going to be so difficult because of the fact that the bears have the number one overall pick again, I would, if, if the bears didn't have a number one or number two type of pick, I would be, I would feel a lot more excited about the prospect of Justin Fields, just because like if the bears, if the bears were picking number seven or something, they would be sticking with fields. No question. They would, they would try to draft another weapon of some sort um, that, you know, they would ro roll in the next year with a really good defense and, and, and hope that, you know, they can continue to help fields go on this upward trajectory. But with the situation in the bears, having the Carolina Panthers pick like right now, I just don't know if what we've seen from fields is good enough to allow or to, to, to make Ryan polls choose to, 
for like choose to pass up on on Caleb Williams or Drake May and trade the number one pick for the second year in a row. And I just it's it's dampening and it's dampening excitement that I have for Fields because I'm afraid that if they keep Fields, then we're gonna watch Caleb Williams become a legend somewhere else. And I'm afraid that if they trade Fields, we're gonna watch Fields become a legend somewhere else. So. so- yeah, I don't. I it's a tough. It's it's a it's it's actually a good problem to have for the Bears. Um, but but it's it's also extremely stressful right now, and I, I it's ext- very confusing. I really don't know what to think about the whole situation, to be honest. So I I mean I don't think it's a good problem for Chicago to have. I I think if like you want this to be an easy decision one way or the other, this is the worst case scenario. Like for Packers fans coming into this year was okay. Worst case scenario isn't Jordan Love sucks. Worst case scenario is we still don't know what Jordan Love is, maybe because that's he breaks his leg in week two or he just has a really up and down season. Like worst case scenario is not knowing what to do. Um, And I think the way you kind of summed it up of being terrified of no matter what happens, the organization is going to make the wrong decision because I mean, what in the history of the Chicago Bears tells us that they're going to make the right decision? Yeah, exactly. Uh, like exactly. <laughs> to me, everything my gut the, says, the I don't know what the right decision is, but I know Chicago's going to make yeah. the wrong one. We're, we're, I just know, like, it's it's the, the history is we we end up watching a guy that we had or could have had become elite somewhere else. It's it's a Patrick Mahomes all over again, or, or something yes. like that. Like that yes. that is the nightmare scenario. Um, the only thing I will say is that's that's Bears history. That's not Ryan Poles history. And I've been very I've actually been really happy with what Ryan Poles has done, save for the Chase Claypool um fiasco, as I think I termed it on Snap the Pigskin. Yes. Um that that was a fiasco. That was a bad, bad trade that ended up like not, not, it, it, not only did it not help them, it actually hurt the bears. It created all sorts of drama and distractions. And I actually think the bears were worse with chase Claypool on the team. Um, and they forfeited the 32nd pick with that trade. So that was a really bad move by Ryan Poles, but pretty much uh, most other things that he he's done, his defensive drafts have hit Jaquan Brisker has been outstanding. Um, Montez sweat trade was, awesome. The defense is, has been one of the best units in the league for the last few weeks since they got Montez Sweat. Um, and this trade, the, the number one overall pick, the trade that got DJ Moore and Carolina's pick for this year is, I, I think, I don't even think it's particularly close. I, I, it's got to be the best trade in the history of the Bears franchise um, with how this is now played out with Bryce Young being terrible. Uh, the Bears having the number one pick again and DJ Moore now has 1,300 yards this season. And the Bears are going to get a second round pick in 2025. Like this was an absurd fleecing of the Carolina Panthers. So I, that's the only that that's what does give me a little bit of hope is I think Ryan Poles has actually seems to be pretty smart so far. And I, I you know maybe maybe the maybe Bears the the Bears virus will infect him at some point between now <laughs> and the, the you know April. But um, that's the one thing that kind of makes me feel optimistic about whatever decision ends up being made. Um, and I still don't know what that decision is going to be. I'll be honest. I have no idea. <laughs> um, 
I think I think Ryan Poles in those transactions are a good place to jump off to another conversation we had right before week one, which was that we discussed who the most important newcomer on the Bears roster was going to be. And you had said, and I, I had agreed that that was DJ Moore. And I think on the offensive side of the ball, that's that's a no-brainer. Like, if for as not, in, in my opinion, not very good that still that Justin Fields has been this year, man can throw the ball to DJ Moore, and DJ Moore can make some plays. Yeah. Uh, that That is... Look, I don't think Justin Fields is great at spreading the ball around all the time, but like he can get the ball into DJ Moore's hands and they can do special things. I don't know. Is that a Justin Fields problem or is that the other receivers on the team problem? I'm not sure. But if it's not DJ Moore, who's the most important addition, there's a guy there that was the, I think is actually the most important addition to this Bears roster that we just didn't have know at the time, which is Montez Sweat. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Bears have been, I, I think this game is really interesting in week 18 because since week 11, the Packers have the second best offense in the league by EPA per play. The Bears, since week 11, have the number one defense in the league yeah. by EPA per play. Like, Montez Sweat has been a revelation. He has six sacks in Chicago alone, plus another six sacks before he got to Chicago this season. Uh I mean, what a revelation he's been. I yeah. don't even know how to ask. A question oh yeah. It's, it. <laughs> yeah. It, no, it's, it's been, it's been great. Um, It's been really, and I mean, this is, it's actually a pretty, when you step back and think about it. um, And I almost kind of feel like this isn't getting played up enough, at least in Chicago, maybe it is nationally, but like just around the media, like, this is one of the most shocking turnarounds of a, of a defense that I've ever seen. Like, like the, this defense was pathetic. And that's, that's one of the, 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 the night and day difference between the week one bears Packers game and this week's game, the, yeah. the defense in week one was a complete disaster. I mean, they were, th yeah. they couldn't get off the field on third down. They were, you know, and that's, you know, Jordan, Greg Olson was freaking out about how Jordan loves play because the bears were leaving everybody wide open and they weren't getting any, pre I don't even know if the bears had a sack in that game. And it wasn't just against the Packers. It was, I mean, they, they were one of the worst units. They, they got embarrassed by the chiefs. Um, it, it was, it looked like such a disaster. Um, and everybody was, calling for Matt Eberflus to be fired after like week four. Um, and, and now what you just said, it's the number one defense by some metrics in the league since week 11. Like that is an absolutely remarkable turnaround, largely due to, um, as you mentioned, that massive acquisition of, of Montez Sweat really, really beefed up. I, I think obviously beefed up the pass rush. And I think that really allowed the other strengths of the defense to show themselves. I, I think since then the linebackers have been better and, 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 and really just everybody's Jalen Johnson. Now Jalen Johnson, I think according to PFF is like the number one cornerback in, in all of football, mm -hmm. or at least he, mm -hmm. he was a couple of weeks ago. Um, so that, to me, that's really fascinating about this game. Seeing, seeing Jordan love, we saw Jordan love against the disaster of a bears defense in week one. And now we get to see, him play in his first winner go home game against a really good defense against that very same bears team here in week 18. I think that's going to be very interesting to see. Yeah, I think so too. And for as, as good as um, Jordan love has been for as good as the Packers offense has been, they're facing 
mediocre-ish uh, defenses in this last stretch of five weeks. Um, the Packers haven't played a top half pass defense by EPA per play since they played against uh, Danny DeVito and the New York Giants. Um, and <laughs> Chicago is a different different menace. Uh, like, it, it is it is going to be fascinating seeing how those two units line up with one another. I, I mean, especially because the Packers have what I think what has impressed me the most about and what has been, I think one of the things that has made me believe in Jordan love more this season than it has made me believe in Justin Fields is going into week one. We talked about the injury status of guys like Christian Watson, guys like Romeo, Romeo dubs uh, who ended up playing that game. Romeo dubs looked great in that game. But one of the things that I said was, if they can't go, I don't know who the pass catchers are on this Packers offense that are going to do things. Well, Justin Fields can get out there and get the ball to DJ Moore. Jordan Love is getting the ball out there and making 100-yard wide receivers out of guys named Bo Melton um, from Rutgers, which, like, <laughs> practice squad call threw, it's 100 the, yards I, I against I how you threw the from Rutgers in there. <laughs> and Bo <laughs> Melton from Rutgers, what? of all places. Right, like, it's not that, that is, not that that is a school that produces a ton of high-end, like, skill position talent yeah. like in particular um so you're you're to take all that and then try to replicate that against what has been the best defense overall the best passing defense in the league um i think makes this a, a really really i mean this is a tough it's a tough game for anybody to to try to do um let's let's get into a little bit more about the game itself while we're on that note um Bears defense is great. Packers offense has been high flying lately. The Bears win this game if what happens, Sam? I, I I think the Bears win this game if they get pressure on Jordan Love and the, the defense lives up to what it's been, you know, kind of to how it's looked. And, and you mentioned the, that the Packers offense has has gone against kind of mediocre opponents. The Bears defense really hasn't played that many elite teams either. Um, I guess the best one would probably be Cleveland, and they looked really good in the yeah. in the game against Joe Flacco, and that was sort of before we found out that Joe Flacco was going to suddenly be like a you know a, a <laughs> spry awesome. like yeah, yeah like <laughs> um so that that was a really good one. But other than that, the opponents haven't been that great either. But I think if you know the the Packers have a fairly strong offensive line, I, I think if the Bears can get pressure on Jordan Love and speed him up a little bit, I think I I think that would go an extremely long way. And then, um, you know, I think not, not to just always make it all about the quarterbacks, but I think if Justin Fields plays like he did last week, I think the Bears absolutely win the game. I, I think I don't know what version of Fields we're going to see. I don't know what version of Luke Getze and his offense we're going to see. That That is, to me, the, the struggles that the Bears have had. The Bears offensive coordinator for decades has been the most hated person in the city of Chicago. So I, you know, it's hard to be, it's hard to look good as an offensive coordinator when your players and your quarterback sucks. Um, but, but I don't know. I, if, if Luke gets, gets all in his stupid again, it's going to be a tough day for the bear. But, but like, at, I think the two, the two, to answer your original question, the two keys for me, if the bears can get pressure on Jordan love, um, and, and, and speed him up and allow the secondary to do what they can do for the bears. And then, 
Um, if Justin Fields plays like he did last week, I think if those two things happen, I, I think the Bears win. And honestly, if Justin Fields plays like he did last week, I don't even think the Bears defense needs to be that good. But it's Fields has been inconsistent, so I don't really know what we're going to get um, from him in this game. So I think it makes sense to you know try to get a lot of pressure on Jordan Love. But also, Jordan Love has really done well under pressure. Like last, I mean, on Sunday night, we saw the most blitz-heavy yeah. defense in the NFL, the Minnesota Vikings, just get shredded by Jordan yeah. Love. He, he has stood up to pressure in the last you know handful of weeks playing these defenses like Tampa Bay and, and Minnesota that are going to bring pressure. I, I understand that the Bears are kind of a different monster in, in a certain sense just by like their sheer numbers, but I am not particularly worried about... Um, him standing up to pressure. And I also think that if we look back at the beginning of the season, I think it's interesting that we're saying you, you, you bring up Packers offensive line it, is still good. Um, We talked going into that game into week one about, Oh, David Bakhtiari starting left tackle for the Packers might not play, but if he doesn't, well, they'll, I'm sure they'll figure it out. David Bakhtiari played in that game and has not played again this season, um, yeah. which I just found a little yeah. serendipitous. Okay, your Luke Getzey point. I want to. I want to rant about this a little. Bit. Uh, real quick before we move on from that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, what what your? I, I think your point about the the blitzing and and Jordan Love, you know, kind of carving up the Vikings. I, I think that. Uh, I think that's a valid point. I don't necessarily think that the Bears blitz. I don't think a blitz heavy game plan is necessarily what will win the Bears the game. I think the Bears are at the point where they can get pressure without blitzing, and that okay. that's. That I think if, that's if, that's if a they can story, bring then, four, sure. if they can bring four and still get pressure, that's basically. I mean, that's they're hardly there's we've almost never seen a quarterback be able to beat that type of thing. Right. Um, so that that is my hope that they can generate enough of a disruption without actually having to bring a lot of uh players on the pass rush. Um, I think that makes yeah, if you want to if you want to rail on Luke Getzi now, I'm all I'm 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 very much down for that conversation. All right, so we have had a conversation on snap or either on or during before after. Yeah. I know you have with Noah on snap the pigskin about the most hated person in Wisconsin is always the defensive coordinator of the Green Bay <laughs> Packers. This is just you with Luke Getzey. Um and maybe offensive coordinators in general. And I yeah. also think the Luke Getzey thing is like just this weird way of excuse making for Justin Fields that I don't understand from Bears fans. My my thing about the whole Justin Fields thing is I'm like I think I'm right about Justin Fields. I don't think that he's going to win anybody a Super Bowl. I I think Bears fans just need to move on. I'm trying I'm trying to help you Bears fans. Um but because the excuse in year 1 for Fields was oh his coach is bad, Matt Nagy is bad. The excuse in year two was, oh, he doesn't have any weapons. The excuse in year three is, oh, his offensive coordinator is bad. Where, When do we get to the point where it's just Justin Fields isn't as good as all Bears fans desperately want him to be? I don't, I don't get yeah. that. Um, I, I mean, that's no, I mean, that's completely. And like part of that's part of being a quarterback too, is like the, the really great quarterbacks, you know, the great quarterbacks always make their offensive coordinators look good because, because that's kind of what being a great quarterback is like the, the, the quarterback is the most important player in the game. 
a, a, an offensive coordinator with a bad quarterback is going to look bad. And an offensive coordinator with a good quarterback is going to look good. Um, and so, I mean, I'm not, I'm not absolving Justin Fields of, uh, of blame. He's had plenty of issues. He still has plenty of issues. Even, even in some of his better games, he still holds the ball a little bit too long. Um, and, and his decision-making is not always, um, you know, very good. There have been, as somebody who's watched every snap of the Bears this year, there have been some absolutely unconscionable play calls and and game plans from Luke Getze, especially some short yardage stuff that just doesn't make any sense, like weird toss plays on short yardage. Um, there have been there have been days where DJ Moore like just wasn't even involved for like an entire half. Like I don't know how that happens. Um, it's, it's just, and then, you know, his explanations of what went wrong are always like the play was right. The players just didn't do it right. And it's like, I mean, your job as a coach is to teach the players how to do the stuff right. And if they can't do it, obviously that's on the player, but you should stop calling it if they can't do it. Um, and it's just like, I, we've seen so much, like the game plan against the Packers in week one was such an awful game plan. Like you had a guy that was going to let last year, he was on pace to, if he, um, I don't think he played in week 17, he was on pace to break the all time rushing record for quarterbacks last season. And he's decided like they called one design run. That was a big talking point all week. Danny Parkins, who I referenced the last time I was on your show. Mm. He said that like 50,000 times after that game, one design run. Like it, th that was just what was so strange is like they, it's not, they didn't try to take the running and add the passing. Like they just got rid of the running and tried to force Justin Fields to stand in the pocket and, and, and do a bunch of stuff that he has not really traditionally been as good at it's just there have been some game plans that have been really weird um from 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 luke getsy and i i i i'm starting to i don't i don't know i'm feeling a little bit better lately I, I think his opening drives are really really good but i i just don't like him i don't know maybe it's just maybe it's just maybe i'll never like a bears offensive coordinator until they get the quarterback <laughs> right but like i just don't understand some of the, some of the games where they never had, it was just nothing but screen plays over and over and over screen, screen, like sideways passing for the entire game. There was that Vikings game where they threw like five yards within the line of scrimmage, like 25 times or something. Like every play was a screen and like, it just, I don't know, stuff like that just really aggravates me. And, um, you know, we didn't see that last week, which I think was, a, was helpful in Justin Fields having the, having the great game that he had last week. Did you watch that Vikings game, that Monday night game? That no, that's uh, no judgment if you didn't. Like I would fully like that was such a bad game. Uh, I think I said, what did I say after that? I think I said, um, I think I said on Snap the Pigskin that that was possibly the worst game that I've ever watched. Like I thought about it like long and hard. Like I was like, I'm not gonna just. Can I think of a game? Like I think that was the worst game I've seen in my entire life. So I don't blame you if you didn't watch it. But the whole, I mean, they should, the passing chart for Justin Fields, it was like every pass was at the line of scrimmage. It's like, what are we, what are we doing? <laughs> like his whole strength is that he's got an arm. Like that's why they drafted him. That's what he did in college. Why are we throwing it sideways, Luke Getzey? Why? Just, I, 
sorry, it just gets me going sometimes. Just so that's that's my thing on Luke Getzey. That's that's my problem. I don't know how long that was. Uh, that may have been the full five minute uh, <laughs> Sam Jamini Luke Getzey therapy rant session. Um, <laughs> if anybody went listen through it without skipping, I commend you. Um, <laughs> do you feel a little bit better? I uh, well, I mean a little bit, but kind of angry too. Um. So I think my my thing it, it like yes the in in week one trying to pick out the bits of 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 the rant which were uh, <laughs> uh, substantive for the show um, in week one I don't think the game plan for Fields was good he had twenty yards rushing and every other game he's played against the Packers he had a minimum of forty three the first two times Justin Fields played the Packers he had at least seventy yards rushing. Um, they can do a little bit. Um, however, I think the flip side of this is that I think there is, <laughs> for my side of the coordinator hatred, um, Joe Barry, for as awful as I think he is, um, there might be something there that Green Bay has just like figured out about Justin Fields because he doesn't have a positive touchdown ratio against the Packers yet. Um, and they've played several times already. They played, uh, what five games against Justin Fields now. Yeah. Um, however, that might just be, you know, there aren't many games that Justin Fields has a positive touchdown to turn touchdown interception ratio, um, for his career. So maybe cherry picking, that's not fair, but, um, I don't know. Uh, I, I think there's, there's room for fields to do a lot of damage against this Packers defense that has absolutely been questionable at times uh i know we talked in week one about how the safeties aren't that great on this packers team um they got a lot of questions at in at linebacker um i think the packers d-line is good but you know for for a year in which justin fields has at least improved at showing that he can throw the ball down the field a little bit if luke gets lets him do it um i think there's room there for justin fields to have his best performance against the Packers yet, uh, which would certainly go a long way in, in doing a little bit of something for the, for the bears in week 18. Um, so the Packers win this game. If, um, in week one, you, your answer to this was that the Packers could run all over the bears, uh, which Aaron Jones kind of did in, in week one, but, since then, Aaron Jones has been banged up, missed a lot of time. AJ Dillon doesn't look like he can rip off a big run. You know, he can barely pile through guys at, at times. Um, I mean, this game is going to be one on the back of Jordan Love if the Packers are going to do it. That's how the Packers have been winning games, um, is on the back of a quarterback who has more touchdown passes in a season than any quarterback in the history of the 103-year-old franchise in Chicago. Um yeah, that is true. Fun. It's true. It is true. 30. Um, 30, 30 is the threshold to <laughs> eclipse. And, yep. um, how does that make you feel, by the way? Just just it's, curious. I mean, I well, I it's terrible, but it's also kind of funny. Like it's it's kind of <laughs> it's just once they do get a guy, it's just gonna make it that much sweeter. Maybe I'll be really old, but I, I gotta I gotta hope that at some point in my life it's gonna happen. Um, so I, I think, I think winning this game comes from Jordan Love, you know, throwing 
he's he's got to throw the ball well. The offensive line has to hold up. I'm not particularly concerned about how they're going how they're going to do that. I I like we kind of talked about. It. I'm not worried about a blitz heavy package if Montez Sweat can create pressure on his own. This could look like a Khalil Mack game for for Chicago and Green Bay, which is kind of like the the blaring red light sirens that I'm worried about is Khalil yeah. Mack just kind of runs rough shot on that offensive line, but this time he has a jersey that says sweat on the back of it. Yeah. Um I, I think that's where my, my worry comes from. But otherwise, if the Packers offensive line holds up, uh, you get enough from the defense, which I'm not particularly worried about them getting. Um yeah, I it's just weird. This Packers season has been so weird. This w- wasn't a season that was supposed to be a roster that was supposed to be built on relying on Jordan love to win. And the way this roster is constructed right now, it just is. Um, and I hate to, you know, simplify it down like that, but if they, if they get great performance from, you know, guys like Bo Melton, again, Christian, Christian Watson, if he plays Romeo dubs, I think this is a team that can be just through the way they can air the ball out. could be scary if they, in a wild card round um, against certain teams, but I think if Aaron Jones rushes for a hundred yards, for example, in this game, I, I think the bears are cooked. Um, yeah, I, I think that's fair. Um, I don't, the defense is not the thing that concerns me in this game though. Like I'm, I'm more concerned. I'm concerned with what happened to me. The big wild card is what happens when the offense is on the field. That mm-hmm. is what I, 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 I'm pretty confident that the defense is going to be good. Um, I just, I don't know if, I, I can't predict whether the Bears offense is gonna is gonna look uh good or competent or or bad. I just don't know how to predict that. And uh this kind of is an obvious one, but turnovers. Uh Justin Fields yeah. needs to protect the ball in this game. Uh if if whoever I you know that that's that's I think even more in this game because the Bears defense has been getting a lot of takeaways recently. I think mm-hmm. whoever protects the ball better. Win, is very likely to win the game because if this if the Bears defense starts to dominate, I I would be if I was a Packers fan, I'd be very concerned about interceptions and and strip sacks. And on the flip side, um, you know, if Fields has you know kind of reverts and, and regresses to have another bad game, like he starts giving the ball away, that's going to make things a lot tougher on the Bears defense. So I, I think you know ball security is is going to be big in this game. Um, and um, you know, as it is in every game, but I, I think that's just a, a particularly highlighted in this one. Yeah. And I would not be surprised to see the Packers try to kind of, kind of like you said, speed up the clock for Jordan love. I would not be surprised to see the Packers do that against Justin Fields and try to get him to cough it up early. Um, because at least in my experience, watching the bears, when Justin Fields coughs the ball up early, it kind of shakes him for the rest of the game a little bit. Um, at least just because the bears aren't as good trying to play catch up at least this version of the bears um are not so you know packers if they can send preston smith who's playing phenomenal football right now uh had a sack sunday night against the vikings um he's playing phenomenal get lucas van ness carl brooks involved two great rookie d D linemen i mean kenny clark is a menace unto himself Uh, i think that's gonna go a long way in in determining this game. Um, well, I think we are near the end of productive conversation about this game. Um, I think 
This will be fun. How so? Although Chicago is not in the playoff picture for this, how how seriously are are like how serious are the vibes going into this game? Very for, serious for the Bears. Very okay. serious. This is what this is. There's <laughs> and that's the thing is there hadn't been like a conversation about like oh well the, the Bears are like checked out where you a lot of times have this conversation about week eighteen teams not in the not picture, but that has not come up as part of the discussion all week not in a Packers game definitely not in a Packers game and especially with the fact that they have a chance to eliminate the Packers from the playoffs at Lambeau Field um they are not that it's 100 percent um like I I wouldn't I'm not going to say locked in and make it seem like they're I don't know like they're they're mounting some sort of like rally here but like this has been a hundred percent full engagement from the media and 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 from the everything we've heard from from what's going on with the team. Um, it's definitely, definitely a big emphasis being placed on this game. And it's been, there's been a lot of talk about how much this game will impact the decision-making of the bears as well. The bears, the McCaskies um, are, we know historically that they feel very, very strongly about these Packers games. And um, you know, if, if the bears get a really yeah. good outcome in this game uh, you know, we, who knows whether, you know, how much that sways, the front office in, in, in what they decide to do going, going forward in this off season. Um, I kind of hope Ryan Poles isn't swayed by that stuff. I think he's smarter than that, but um, you know, the bears historically, it, th- this is a, this is a very, um, very important game for, for the organization and the, and the city. So it's definitely, d- definitely nobody uh, kind of, you know, making their golf plans early um, so far this week. Yeah, obviously well, the golf would be down south because it's not <laughs> not in Chicago. Uh, well, like we said in week one, the vibes going into week one and having to just whichever team came out with a win, whichever team came out with a loss, having to hold that L for 17 weeks is not going to feel good. Um, I think the Bears have done a good job of rebounding enough over the back half of this season where once they bottomed out right (laughs) since then though since they bottomed out they've rebounded quite quickly i don't think that l feels that bad however i i think now the risk is the bears lose this game in week 18 there is vibes are bad just because it's such a hard decision about what you do next i think for green bay the the vibes are we did just as well as we did last year with a first year starter instead of a two two time back to back MVP. I think we're going to be all right. Um, so I don't know. I, this is a weird game that I think uh, again, much like Week One, it means a lot, but also means nothing um, for the long for the long term trajectory. Um, and or does it mean a lot for the long time? Like, that's what I mean. Like, I don't if, know if, how much for the Bears. into like horrible how, recency bias. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. Like if they, if they get blown out in this game, like that might change. Every, Cause right now there's discussions about Matt Eberflus. Like it could be expected to come back and like, you know, maybe they trade the number one pick. They get Marvin Harrison jr. Or something like, like people are talking, if they come out and just lay an egg in this game, like that could change everything for better or for worse for the bears. I'm just saying that's how they, that's, I, I would not be surprised if that's how they end up operating. And honestly, if Eberflus, if they get destroyed again in this game, like I'm not really interested in Eberflus coming back. 
Like, what does he do that's really that impressive? Like, we 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 can find another coach to keep he took blown over the him. defense, started calling plays, and then all of a sudden it became the best defense in the league. Yeah, he also lost three games that are basically impossible to lose with fourth quarter leads and had to fire two of his coordinators that he hired for like basically reasons that we still don't know. Um, I just feel like there are a lot of coaches out there that can have a good defense when you have good defensive personnel and can get blown out by the Packers twice a year. Like we've experienced the coach that gets blown out by the Packers twice a year. Not really that interested in Eberflus coming back if the Bears are terrible in this game, to be honest. Um, but but we'll see. Maybe that's just the meatball side of of me um, hijacking the logic side. But um, it should be fun. I feel a lot different. I'm a lot less. I'm a lot less nervous. Week one, I was like freaking out. Uh, you know, knowing that this game, the bears aren't going to make the playoffs. This feels like a lot more of a fun situation, at least for me, I'm not really like as worried about, you know, what else is going to happen and, and the, the whole scope of the season. So, no, um, I think I agree. We, when, when we talked about this in week one, I, I mean, both of us the vibes were incredibly shaky. Yeah. Um, now I think no matter what, it's like, this is a fun game. Let's see what's going to happen. I don't yeah. know. Um, no, vibes very different here. I'm I'm excited to watch this one. I think it should be very entertaining. Uh Sam, what's going to happen? Who's going to win? All right. Well, you know I'm not going to pick the Packers. I picked the Packers in week 1, but as you just said, vibes are very different this week. I think the Bears are a different <laughs> team than they were. Um so I'm going to pick the Bears. Uh, I think the Bears defense is going to be the biggest problem or the biggest factor in this game. I I I think I, I, I think Jordan Love, he's far surpassed my expectations this season, and I, I do think it's likely that he's a franchise quarterback, but everybody's been struggling against this Bears defense. I, I think that it's going to be, I think it's going to be tough for the Packers to just get enough, enough points on the board. Um, so I'm going to take the Bears by four in this game. If you want an actual score prediction, um, I think I'll say like, I'll say like 20 to 16 or something like that. Um, Fields is the wild card for me, but if Fields, um, you know, manages the game well and 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 doesn't make too many big mistakes, I think the Bears come out with a win. I honestly think the Bears are better than the Packers. I know I'm 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 taking taking some risks by saying that on your show, but uh, but but right now I think the Bears are better than the Packers. I'm I'm fully ready to completely eat it uh, next week <laughs> if it doesn't go well. Um, but from what I've seen the last six, seven, eight weeks. Um, I like the bears in this game. All right. Um, I like it. Bold take, uh, Sam, do you have anything to plug before we, before we say goodbye? Sure. And I, I, I also want to hear your prediction. I still haven't heard what you, what you predict in this game. Oh, um, I was trying to get away with it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, my, my gut says, I really want to take the Packers here just because the vibes are like, because the vibes would be immaculate. Yeah. Um, so I'll say the Packers get it by a touchdown. Um, I right. think we're going to see a mm, like, I think I, for some reason, my gut tells me this is going to be high scoring. If only because I've seen Jordan love just be a Brett Favre esque gunslinger for the last, however many number of weeks and Joe Barry's defense look like Swiss cheese. So <laughs> um, I think we got a 34, 27 Packers victory. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. I, again, I think it's going to be weird. Um, just going off vibes really have no idea um 
That's fair. Plug away, Sam. All right. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks for having me on as always. Uh, as I mentioned, the last time I came on, um, I, I co-host two podcasts. One of them is hockey focused. That's puck worms. And the other one is about the NFL. Um, and that's snap the pigskin with, uh, with good old Noah Clark, who is also a Packers fan. So, um, Noah and I get to kind of go back and forth about the bears and Packers, uh, regularly on that show. And, uh, Kedrick, you, uh, just recently, I think it was a couple weeks ago, you came on with us and that yeah, was a lot of fun. Uh, yep. yeah, that was a lot of fun as well. So, um, yeah, appreciate, uh, thanks for giving me a chance to, to mention that stuff. And, uh, it was a, it was a good time again, coming on this show. Um, a- appreciate the the time here today. Yes. Thank you. And I know that snap fixing is great. And I know that we don't talk a lot of NHL on here, but like y'all do the, the puck Worms podcast is great. Y'all really, really, really do a great job over there because it is Thank hard you. to cover the, like a national league, you know, you know, one, you know, once a week show and try to give everything that's happened. It's due. And I think y'all do a really, really good job over Thank there you. of doing that. Um, so yeah, if any I, hockey fans want a podcast to listen to, I highly recommend uh, uh, puck worms over there. They do a really good job. Yeah. I, yeah. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Thanks for the kind words. Um, it's a lot of fun. We try to balance like being smart with, you know, also having fun. Like we, we, we don't have, uh, the goal for us, I think is to not be like a national talking head, like hot take, uh, um, you know, hot take hour. It's like, no, it's y'all more, know puck. Y'all try know to puck. be more, you talk, uh, you try to be sport. more analytical about stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, appreciate those kind words. And, um, and yeah, you can come on uh puckworms if you want to talk some hockey. <laughs> if you want to talk about the Blackhawks, I don't know if you saw the Connor Bedard, Michigan goal against St. Louis. Uh, that was pretty wild. <laughs> Who hasn't at this yeah, point? Yeah, that was, that was um, pretty crazy. <laughs> uh, between him and Trevor Zegras, I mean, like everyone's yeah. doing it. Uh, all right. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Scotty Six Pack Podcast. That is Sam Jumini, once again, of the Snap the Pigskin and Puckworms Podcasts. Listen to them in this podcast wherever you like to have your ears tickled. Uh, you can also catch this show on YouTube at Scotty Six Pack. While you're around listening, leave us a nice review, subscribe, follow. Really helps us enjoy the show. I've been your host, Kedrick Stumbris. Thank you. Have a great day.